it's important to believe in your own ability to make lasting changes in your life and achieve your goals with God's strength and guidance. So you're not doing this alone. You're not just making these up and winging it. But believe you can make changes. Some people don't feel like they can. This is it. This is the best it's going to be. No, uh, uh-uh, not with God. This doesn't mean that you won't face challenges or setbacks along the way because everyone does. However, it's important to approach your goals with a positive attitude and believing that you're capable of making progress. Of course, that's going to be easier than, well, I can never make it. You know, Remember, you're absolutely loved and accepted by God, regardless of your performance or past failed attempts. Did you hear that? You are absolutely loved and accepted by God, regardless of your performance or past failed attempts. Trust him to guide your goal setting and achieving. You can, you can trust him. Welcome to the Everyday Disciple Podcast, where you'll learn how to live with greater intentionality and an integrated faith that naturally fits into every area of life. In other words, discipleship as a lifestyle. This is the stuff your parents, pastors, and seminary professors probably forgot to tell you. And now, here's your host, Caesar Kalinowski. Oh man, how are you doing? Are you excited for the year ahead? We sure are. We really are. I'm really excited about a whole lot of stuff that's coming up. It seems like God is definitely up to something. Kind of get that sense, hopefully often, but I I feel like we get that sense every few years or something. And since like Tina and I both together, God's up to something. He's guiding us to some new thoughts and challenges, new ways to equip more leaders and disciple makers. So yeah, I'm pretty excited for the year ahead and what lies. I hope you are too. I really do. Now, one thing that's coming up in the weeks ahead And it's going to be a brand new way to engage with us in our coaching and our mentorship. You know, I oftentimes will bring up, hey, if you're interested in coaching, let us know. And I can tell you all about it and you can find out more information. But we are always looking for ways to make it more accessible, make it more beneficial, greater impact, easier to adhere to and engage in and all that. And we've been working hard on some ways to make the coaching that way. And I'm going to be letting you know really a whole lot about that really, really soon. Okay. So kind of get excited because like we're going to make this all so much easier to engage in for you and be able to, to get to know you and work with you in coaching. So, but that's coming and I'll probably give you the full rundown on an episode real soon here in a week or two. But if you just can't wait and you want to know more sooner, let me know. Just email me Caesar at everydaydisciple.com or, you know, it, you can go to our coaching page and there's just a little mini form and say, Hey, I want to know more about the coaching and I'll hop on a zoom call with you or whatever, any of that. Okay. But this is your year. Let's do this. Let's quit putting this off. Let's keep think, not thinking that, well, we're just too busy or whatever. Let's, let's move past that. I would love to tell you a little bit more about the coaching and mentorship we offer and help you really grow in your spiritual freedom, relational peace, disciple making this year. Okay. So let me know, or just go over to everydaydisciple.com forward slash coaching. And you can get a little bit of information there. Things are changing though, but let me know on the form and we'll hop on a call. All right. Now also another thing, drum roll that we're really excited about here at Everyday Disciple, we're now officially partnering with Missio Publishing. You know, I've told you in the past, they kind of helped make the podcast possible and they publish some of my books. Well, we've kind of done a merger of sorts. It's going to be one sort of enhanced 
ministry together. We'll be working together to create more discipleship resources and tools, new books coming out, not only from me, but from others. I've actually just finished a book of gospel-centered affirmations to really help drive our gospel identity deeper into our daily lives and all that. All kinds of things are coming. You'll be hearing more about that as well from me. But right now, I just say, hey, head over to missiopublishing.com and check out the resources that are currently available. There's so many cool things. I was just hearing today that the Gospel Primer continues to fly, just fly out of the warehouse, and that they're they're going to be needing to order a whole bunch more of that. So praise God for that. Uh, really praise God for that. And how many churches are choosing to use the Gospel Primer church-wide and have all their small groups or community groups going through the Gospel Primer? In many cases... They said, well, our church doesn't even have groups, but we introduced the gospel primer to them. They got all excited and they formed groups. And now we do have groups and they're starting with the gospel. So really, really cool. Go over to missiopublishing.com, check that out. But there's a whole lot more stuff coming really soon. Now let's get to today's topic. We have been spending a lot of time this last month or so with our coaching folks, the people we coach, discussing, hey, what lies in the year ahead? And discussing something that is called BHAGs. And if you know the term, you already know it. It comes from a book by Collins. I think it's called Good to Great. A BHAG is a big, hairy, audacious goal. It's an acronym, B-H-A-G, big, hairy, audacious goal. And we talked a lot about BHAGs with the folks that we coach. Like, what would be something just be so amazing if in the next year, this, we were able to accomplish this as a family or as a church or our missional community was able to do this or that. And then we talked about how to break that down into achievable goals and what types of mechanisms would help them accomplish that. And what, what I mean by mechanisms is what would be the thing that if you started doing this little thing, it would start to produce the BHAG or there might be a series of little mechanisms like, hey, as long as we're doing this, this starts to happen. Or we're not going to get to do this anymore unless we accomplish this first. That's the mechanism that keeps us on track and moving towards our BHAG, our goals. And, and then we also talked a lot about this idea of what's your one thing each day to move towards your goals, move towards this BHAG, this big, hairy, audacious goal that would change everything. And so what we do is in, in, with coaching, we all keep each other accountable. Like, hey, what's your one thing today? So we've kind of set some BHAGs and, and then we're asking each other, Hey, what's your one thing? So at least one thing each day, it might be reading a book, it might be making a phone call, it might be having a meal with somebody, it might be inviting a neighbor over, whatever your BHAG would be, whatever your big, hairy, audacious goal is, what if you just chipped away at it and every single day you did one thing? So we've been spending a lot of time talking about that. I know at this time of year, a lot of people have set goals for the year and New Year's resolutions and things like that. And a lot of people don't like doing them, though. I know that. <laughs> that I think that used to be me, and I don't necessarily right now make like what I call my New Year's resolutions, but I am a big goal setter. I, I really think setting goals is a way of trusting God for the future. You know, we pray, we let God inform where we think he's taken us, and then in faith we go, okay, then we're going to believe you for that. And so setting goals in our world, and in, in our hearts, is a way of trusting God for the future. But not everybody's into setting goals. Here's, here's some common reasons that I've run into why people don't like to set goals or maybe New Year's resolutions. First, oftentimes it's a fear of failure. A lot of folks can be hesitant to set goals because they're afraid they might fail, you know, or they won't live up to their own expectations. And so it's sort of this fear of man kind of thing, but it's me. 
<laughs> and so, you know what the surest way to not fail at a goal is? Don't set it. So that's a reason. <laughs> Maybe you've experienced some of that. I think I probably have. Uh, another reason is lack of motivation. It can be really difficult to stay motivated and committed to goals, especially like a BHAG, a big, hairy, audacious goal. It's going to take a consistent intentionality. Like, what's that one thing today? Right. And so for some people, it's a lack of motivation. Setting some goals can seem too big or overwhelming, but you can set small goals, too. And that's still going to move you forward. Anyway, uh, here's another reason a lot of people don't like set goals. Lack of time. You know, people feel like they don't have enough time to work towards goals. Like just what I got going on is kind of filling up everything uh, and the commitments I already have. So sometimes lack of time keeps us from setting goals. Lack of confidence can keep us from setting goals. That's kind of that same thing with fear of failure. Maybe you've tried in the past, didn't work. A couple of times you set goals, never even looked at them again. I think the word on the street sort of is that the average New Year's resolutions, people have broken them or failed at them 11 days into the year. What? <laughs> Crazy. Another reason people don't like setting goals is past failures. You know, you try to set goals and maybe in the past, again, you were unsuccessful. And so you go like, it's never worked for me. I just gave that up years ago. Hmm. There again, it's kind of a, I think it gets to be a way of trusting God for your future. And then some people just don't like change. You know, making changes, even positive ones can be difficult and feel uncomfortable. I know it's going to be maybe a letting go of this to achieve that goal. And so people can be hesitant to setting goals because they're not used to making changes or they're afraid of the unknown right? Maybe you felt some of these. Anyway, those are some reasons people don't set goals. I hope like Tina and I and the folks that we coach, I hope you have set some goals for the year, for your family life, for your spiritual life, maybe your health, and certainly for the mission for making disciples who make disciples and multiplying communities and leaders and all that kind of stuff. I really hope you have. Now there's also, there's some good news, a bunch of reasons why people may want to set New Year's resolutions or write down their goals kind of thing. And, and some of those are like a desire for some self-improvement. Many people set their New Year's resolutions as a way to make positive changes in their personal life and increasingly embrace their true identity in a fuller way. And this might include, like I said, goals related to health or career or relationships or personal growth and hopefully growing spiritually. Do you, do you think about that? Do you set any growth, growth goals for your spirituality, your relationship with Father? Yeah. Uh, here's another great reason to set some goals and, and New Year's resolutions. Uh, you have a sense of accomplishment instead of just like, wow, I can't believe it's Christmas again. I can't believe it's the new year or whatever. Achieving a goal can be really rewarding. It can be really satisfying. So setting resolutions can give you something to work towards and feel proud of. You know how it is if you're going to the gym or you're getting ready to run a race or maybe you're set a sales goal or whatever, you stay intentional to hit that. And then you go, whoa, we did. See, and you, you feel this real sense of accomplishment versus just time just keeps slipping by. We're just kind of doing or not doing the same old, same old. So a good reason a lot of people set goals and resolutions is a sense of accomplishment. Another, another really good reason is to build better habits. Resolutions and goals can be really helpful establishing new habits or breaking old ones that may be holding you back. And you know it. I feel like I live in that thing. I'm always trying to add habits and take away habits. <laughs> Maybe eventually I'll arrive and they'll only be good ones. I don't know. Also, uh, setting goals and having New Year's resolutions can awesome, awesome, be an awesome way to sort of have a new fresh start. You know, like, okay, I'm drawing a line in the sand and, you know, to start a new year, 
with some new goals and resolutions, it's, it's a great time to reflect on the past and think about what we want to change. And okay, this is it. We, we're not getting, we're not staying stuck here anymore. We're going to, we're going to work on this. Or we're going to get the help we need or like the folks in coaching, or we're going to talk about it with others, build some accountability and we're going to get going. So it's this desire for a fresh start, right? Also, another really good reason for setting goals and resolutions is a need for some structure. Yeah, structure and motivation. Because for some people, setting their resolutions provides a structure and motivation instead of just, well, I, I want to get better at it. And it's real vaguey, right? And you don't know. But if you if you do it well, and I'm going to give you some tips here on how to do this in a second, then it it can be really motivating because you're breaking it down. It's clear. Sort of the idea behind the BHAG, the Big Hairy Audacious Goal. It's really clear. It's highly motivating to you, your family, people in your community. When As soon as you talk about it, they're like, yes, that would be amazing. So it can be very motivating. And then another really good reason, this is kind of a big sort of umbrella one, is a lot of people set resolutions and goals because they have a desire to make some positive changes in their own world. Like, you know, like we really want to see multiplication of disciples and communities in our city. We want to see everybody have access to the gospel and, and relationship with Jesus, or they want to make positive changes in the world. Yeah. Some people set their resolutions as a way to make positive impact through charitable work or maybe environmental activism or some other form of social good. For us, we've been involved in all kinds of those things, but we always connect it to disciple making and building relationships. So yeah, like we see goal setting as a way like to be contributing to the kingdom come <laughs> more and more people getting to experience God's grace and goodness and generosity. So it's not just pragmatism. See what I mean? So there's some reasons why people don't like setting goals. And there's a bunch of really good ones for why maybe you'd want to, if you haven't yet. Now, let me give you some ideas for staying on track with your resolutions and goals. Cause like I said, I think it's the common belief out there. It takes about 11 days or something like that. And the average person is starting to fall off the cliff and not do it. So here's some ideas for staying on track with your resolutions and goals. First, I got seven of these, right? Good number. I know. First, review your goals regularly. Yeah. Like with our coaching, everybody has a roadmap and I'm like, please print that out. Have that laying around. Keep that where you pray. Keep that near your Bible. Keep that on your desk. Paste that up, whatever. So, and here'd be an idea. Set aside a specific time each week. Like maybe on a Sunday evening, I find that to be a really good time. It's usually just kind of quiet, like, you know, like when we had the kids and now our grandkids, they're down for the night or whatever. And we're looking at the week ahead. That's a great time to review your goals. And I would say do it as a couple if you're married and, and, and also to assess your progress. How are we doing at hitting these goals? Or what's our one thing this week we're going to work on that's going to move us towards that? It'll really help you stay focused and motivated and it'll also allow you to make some maybe necessary adjustments to your plan. If you are doing a weekly look at your goals and, and assessing how you're doing and moving forward and you keep noticing, like, I keep saying I'm going to do this on Wednesdays every week, but it ain't happening. Maybe there's a different day or maybe a different time, or maybe you need to take that particular goal or resolution and break it down into some smaller pieces or create some mechanisms like I was talking about. Okay. But Really important to review your goals regularly. Keep them in front of you. Visualize those things. See them. Think through them. Pray over them. Next thing, number two, would be to stay accountable. Share your goals with your spouse or a friend or some other accountability partner. And check in with them regularly to report on your progress. I know this seems weird. A lot of people just set their goals and then they don't want to tell anybody about them. You know, back to that reason because maybe I'll fail or whatever. But I'll tell you, if you, if you build in your own accountability 
to like, this is our BHAG for the year, or this is a couple of goals we have, and we're breaking that down, here's a couple of mechanisms, and you share your progress regularly with someone else, it's going to really help you. That accountability will. It'll help keep you motivated and on track. And I think accountability in that way is really, really good. Number three would be track your progress. The other ones kind of dip into that a little bit, but I, I like to have my goals written and I like to be able to write down what am I getting done and check. I love checking things off and all that. So use a journal or maybe a spreadsheet online or some sort of app to track your progress. That'll really help you stay on track. And like I said, seeing your progress in writing, like seeing your goals in writing and then seeing your progress in writing, yeah, it could be a really powerful motivator. And there again, it can also help you identify any areas that you might need to adjust your plan because you get to. Like, I think some people feel like when you when you make a goal or, or a resolution, you just, it's set in stone. You've just poured cement and there's no change in it. That's not true. I'm, I'm tweaking and changing uh, my goals and timelines and how I'm going to accomplish it and which resources are going to be allocated to what all the time. Okay. Now, number four is don't get discouraged by setbacks. It's really normal. <laughs> it's normal to have setbacks or even to lose a little motivation at times. But that doesn't mean, well, you know, I, I missed a couple of days. I was going to eat better. or I was planning to go to the gym three times a week or whatever, and I didn't. So I'm all it's over. No, don't don't. It's going to happen. Just remember that progress is often really incremental. That's why I like that idea of what's your one thing today? What's the one thing you're going to do to move towards your goals? Or it could even be this week. It's okay to take a break if you need to. Like, hey, we're going on vacation. Or I remember last year, Tina and I, we got sick. We had, you know, I don't know what, flus or COVIDs or whatever it was. And, and we just had to put some things a little bit on pause. So don't get discouraged and give up on your goals, maybe just because you had a bad week or month. All right. And find ways to stay motivated. Yeah. Find ways that what, what would motivate you to do that? It's not just sort of thinking about them and not writing them down and not telling anybody, but like surround yourself with supportive people who encourage you, help you stay motivated. Keep reminding yourself of the benefits of reaching this goal or these goals. And, and I like to do this too. And I, I haven't always been good at this, but I like to reward myself for progress. Well, if I hit a goal, you know, maybe I'm taking the afternoon off or uh, I'm, Tina and I are going to go out and celebrate because like that was a lot of work and that took a lot of intentionality. And we, we, we've, by God's grace, we've hit that goal or we've completed that task or, or whatever it would be. And we're like, hey, you know what? Let's take a couple days and, and, you know, go to the coast or whatever, or just a really nice meal or whatever. But find ways to stay motivated. I was even just sharing uh, today with Tina at, at lunch, I don't like to stop and have lunch and just eat and get straight back to whatever I'm working on that day, be it goals or just normal task. I like to give myself a little bit of a break, almost like a reward because I worked really hard <laughs> before lunch today. And that, what I find is that kind of just, re that resets my brain and goes like, yeah, it's not just push, push, push. And it's not just, oh, well, I didn't push, so I'm failing, so now I got to keep pushing. No, reward yourself. It'll help you stay motivated and on track. Also, stay a little flexible. Stay a little flexible. If you find you put too many things, too many resolutions, too many goals for the year, well, maybe slide some of those a little later. Move them down the road. Maybe someone else can help with that. Like if it's an organizational goal, like a church thing or a departmental thing or within your missional community. Maybe you've come up with some great goals, but maybe it wasn't meant for you to do them all. So, you know, stay flexible if your original plan's not working out. It's okay to adjust things and try new approaches and even make changes if you need to. And then the last one I'll give you, I'll say, hey, when 
you've got some goals because you weren't afraid and you trusted God for the future, just be kind to yourself. Don't beat yourself up for setbacks or not achieving everything that you'd hoped for or as quickly as you'd like. Be patient. Remember, progress takes time. Most goals that are worth anything aren't just like one day ding. They're, you're building new habits. You're building rhythms. You're building systems, accountability. You're reallocating time resources, maybe money resources, all that. So be kind to yourself. Be compassionate. Celebrate those small victories along the way. It really is going to help. I have been a probably a <laughs> consistent beating myself up when I don't hit goals, which then leads to me not wanting to set them. But what I've learned to give myself a little bit of a break, like I would hopefully give others, it's like, hey, well, you, but you got this far, or look at the progress you did make. Let's get back on the horse and ride a little further, right? And we're learning. And so we thought it was going to look like this, but it might look like that. Just be kind to yourself, okay, as you're going through those. So I hope that's helpful few things we talked about why people don't like setting goals. Maybe you found yourself in there a little bit. Some really good reasons for setting goals. And then those seven ways to stay on track with your goals and resolutions. Okay. Well, now I want to leave you the three big takeaways from today's topic. These are going to be, you're going to love these because it kind of goes head, heart, hands. So if nothing else, you don't want to miss these. And I'll give you a printable PDF of this. I'd love to send it to you. It's a free download if you want. Just go to everydaydisciple.com forward slash big three. If you listen regularly to the podcast, you know that already. Everydaydisciple.com big three. Here we go. Here's the big three for this week. Number one, it's essential to set specific achievable goals. This means making your goals as clear and specific as possible rather than setting a broad or vague goal like I want to exercise more this year. Uh, how about, for example, instead of resolving to exercise more, a little too vague, try setting a goal to go to the gym three times a week. Or maybe instead of I set a goal to get to know our neighbors better, how about picking one night a week that you'll be you know, setting in your calendar to consistently invite a neighbor or a person a piece over for dinner? So the goal is set Thursday nights, for instance, and invite one person or couple over that we're getting to know. It's like, so that's a better goal than just get to know my neighbors more. See what I'm saying? And then you make it the same night. It's on your calendar. It's part of your normal rhythm. By setting specific goals, you'll be able to track your progress more easily and stay motivated. Make sense? Okay. Number two, it's important to believe in your own ability to make lasting changes in your life and achieve your goals with God's strength and guidance. So you're not doing this alone. You're not just making these up and winging it. But believe you can make changes. Some people don't feel like they can. This is it. This is the best it's going to be. No, uh-uh, not with God. This doesn't mean that you won't face challenges or setbacks along the way because everyone does. However, it's important to approach your goals with a positive attitude and believing that you're capable of making progress. Of course, that's going to be easier than, well, I can never make it, you know, Eeyore, right? Remember, you're absolutely loved and accepted by God, regardless of your performance or past failed attempts. Did you hear that? You are absolutely loved and accepted by God regardless of your performance or past failed attempts. Trust him to guide your goal setting and achieving. You, you can. You can trust him. And then number three, to get started right away, take some time to write down your goals. Make a plan for how you'll work toward them. Break them down smaller. Think about what mechanisms you might need or whatever. Consider sharing your goals with a friend or your spouse or accountability partner and schedule some regular check-ins to stay on track. And then start taking small, 
incremental steps towards your goals every day or every week. What's your one thing that you can do each day to move toward accomplishing your goals? One thing. This might mean going to the gym or reading a chapter of a specific book or taking some other action that moves you closer to your goal. But by taking consistent and intentional action and staying committed, that you'll blow you away. You'll be well on your way to achieving your resolutions and your goals. You really will. Okay, I hope that's helpful. It seemed like the time of year to talk about this. I know we've been spending a lot of time talking about that and helping each other with our goals and resolutions and BHAGs and stuff heading into a new year. So I hope that helps you too. That's going to be about it for today. Time's kind of up here, but please join me again next week. We're going to continue to dive into missional living and discipleship as a lifestyle. It's crazy. Turns out the gospel has a lot to say about all of life. I love being on this journey together. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining us today. For more information on this show and to get loads of free discipleship resources, visit everydaydisciple.com. And remember, you really can live with the spiritual freedom and relational peace that Jesus promised every day. 